Is guacamole a fruit salad? What is the best milkshake for bringing boys to the yard? Ostriches are dinosaurs. Don't piss off old people. New game. What do you mean it gives you Arby's mouth? Artisanal muck duck balls. I think they call that auto fellatio. I want to high five a shark. Welcome to Bar Banter. Relax, have a drink with us as we debate the most controversial topics in the world today. On today's podcast, we talk about what's the best alcoholic drink to have at the beach. What is the best Mel Brooks movie character? And lastly, we come up with three new national monuments. But first, Daniel J. Wasby, what are you drinking? I am having tonight... Shochiku Bao Nigori Unfiltered Saki. It's silky, mild, refreshing, and crisp. As he reads it. I was going to say, did you just read the bottom? I absolutely (laughs) read it verbatim. That is why I said it. It was in the the original Japanese, though, Rick, so that's kind of (laughs) impressive. (laughs) Drew, what are you drinking tonight? I'm going for my classic Mexican mule. Ooh, nice. It's It's all I had, honestly. Um, Richard Madison, what are you drinking? I am having a Modelo this evening. Ooh. Made mm. for those with a fighting spirit. Getting into it. Uh, Travis, what are you drinking over there? Currently, Miller Lite. I will be switching to Bud Light. Okay. But you know what would make this beer taste better? Mm. Drinking it on the beach. Guys, what? what's the best, the best drink? The best alcoholic drink to consume whilst at the beach, maybe on a hot summer day with a nice cool breeze. I think a cold one, a cold alcoholic drink is the best. Yes. Consume at the beach. I know that's a a hot topic and one for confrontation there, but um, some people like warm beverages, but I think a cold one, definitely the best. So I guess my my thought process to this one was i i'm going the route of what i want to be drinking on the beach not necessarily by the beach uh on the beach not necessarily at the beach which could toes, be a, a, a conversation in, in of itself yes <laughs> i kind of have two answers but through it i'm going to get down to to my actual answer um so i think like one, it's got to be, you got to think about logistics here for, for myself because there's several drinks that I, w- I would love to have on the beach. However, I'm not going to bring a blender. I don't have a slushy machine next to me for those that do. Congratulations. And I will Pocket entertain those slushy. answers. Right. Um, <laughs> That's so, what we need. So that rules out like your, uh, you know, your, your rum, rum drinks with the slushies and your margaritas. But. I really enjoy kind of like a Mexican beer, you know, mm-hmm. with a with a lime in it. I will also consider Land Shark in that family of light kind of lagers with a basically any beer that you can put a lime in is, you know, insert here to me on the beach or entertaining anytime you have a good rum mix or tequila drink that you can throw down in like your your Nalgene bottle and just ice it up. That is 
also well. But at the end of the day, uh, I want a nice beer. Um, and actually, I might say Land Shark because you can infuse Land Shark with tequila and put a little shot or two in your beer, turn it up, and it becomes a real nice beverage. So Land Shark with tequila and a lime, I think, is the best beer drink. At That's fair. That's fair. I I don't I don't hate that pick, but I didn't take it the same way you did because I don't like the sand and okay I'm okay with being by the sand I think sand gets in too many places <laughs> of course don't like it would rather not deal with it so give me a chair a j with, with sand adjacent you know touching sand okay. but also by the bar that I'm hopefully sitting at so and- you're more near the pool at the beach but oh. yeah yeah okay. yeah all right all right my, and where i'm thinking is you have to go more past like, the pool. like all-inclusive yes like and resort because sure. i need yes. okay okay if i'm going to the beach i'm on vacation of course I, I i don't live at the beach so i have and if i'm on vacation on this podcast i have a lot of beer and i have a lot of scotch and bourbon and heavy stuff i want the fruitiest girliest thing they have when i go to the coldest like slushy type alcoholic beverage they could possibly have super crazy sweet and the best one i've ever had is when i went to hawaii it was called a lava flow and it was basically just like a pina colada with blended up strawberries and it was so fucking good i had like six of them that's what i'm talking about a lava flow yeah Look it up. It's so good. Let's let's just see. Let's just see what's in here. And it, it's real pretty. It's it's like ooh fancy. All right. Um, so you got some light rum. You got some coconut rum. Str- yep. Two ounces strawberries. You got some banana coconut cream, pineapple wedge for garnish, and pineapple juice. That that sounds delicious. It's it's su- I need that. I and like that's my favorite one. But you hand me anything in that genre of of drink alcoholic beverage i'm there i'm gimme that's what i want that's the best thing that's the best thing to drink whilst at the beach and i'll fight you Mm. that's interesting and i i'm not mad at the the take it's just it's just interesting to me that while on vacation travis you go full spectrum switch yep of your normal day to day i guess it depends on where i'm vacationing like if i'm sure, if i'm I at the beach i go full spectrum switch if right. i'm you're in the mountains right yeah. i'll go right because because to be honest we probably all tried it dark rum and heavy beer don't oh, go no. well on the beach at right. all because at you need all. you need a mix of hydrating right and also you need like a light casual consistent intake so you can't Correct. go yeah i agree so that that's why I have to at the beach. I, I got you. Yeah. Right, right. Drew, what you got? You look like I, aging. I do. Okay, so kind of like you, Rick. I have two ish answers to this, and I think it kind of splits the difference between you guys. So, very quick story time. The majority of my beach vacations are spent with my family, which includes us renting out a beach house and dealing with four of my nieces and nephews plus the adults. So when we like actually go to the black tar heroin is what you want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Main main lining. <laughs> so when, when we go to the beach, like that's kind of a like that's 
our activity for the day. So I want accessibility and quantity over quality. Not necessarily like it's going to be bad, but like Rick, I'm thinking like cans of beer that I can squeeze a lime into and I can bring a full cooler of them and just crack one whenever I need it. And I want that crisp, cool, we're out in the sun, we're dealing with, you know, the kids and it's just easy. So that's my like go-to if we're going out to the beach and it's not like a resort or something like that. We just have, you know, we have beach access type of drink. If I'm sitting in the sand under the umbrella, you know, listening to a book or that type of thing. And with the cans, you can like take them, you know, into the water and have it very easily at hand. But on the rare occasions where I do go and like spend the money to do like the full resort, all inclusive, everything. I like my cocktails. I agree with Travis that I like the mixed drinks too, especially the cold ones. Give me a caipirinha every day. Mm. It is. Um, Bless you. <clears throat> yep. Oh, sorry. Uh, allergies. Is that was from Georgia. before it's when Georgia. you tried. Yeah. When, yeah. Mm-hmm. For our, for um, our listeners uh, who don't know what that is. No, I was about all <laughs> of <For> me <laughs> who don't know what that is. I, I know what that is. So, Rick, there's a liquor called Cachaça. It's basically Brazilian rum. And okay. the, the Caipirinha is the national drink of Brazil. It's okay. literally two ounces of this white rum over ice. Squeeze half a lime into it. Put a little sugar in there and mix it up. And that's your drink. Heather me intrigued. And like you it. can get so messed up on them so fast. Like an aubergine? Um, like a an eggplant? Aubergine, the color aubergine. It's intrigue is ob- okay. Egg, eggplant. And it is to this day, because I don't I don't like the really super fruity and I don't like coconut all that much as like a flavor in a drink. Oh yeah. Um, personally, not my favorite. I, like I'll drink oh, it, but just not my favorite. Oh good. So that that's my go-to is like give me give me a a simple liquor forward cold iced drink any day. It doesn't necessarily have to be specifically the caipirinha, but the that like very straightforward. Sure. I don't plan to leave this beach chair for the next six hours type of drink. Danny will let you hop in there, but I I have thoughts. To wrap this up, fair. Well, we'll I'll, I'll start with Drew. So I I just discovered that drink recently when I was in Brazil a little bit ago, That's and so I have a unfortunate tenuous relationship oh, with Brazil. it because <laughs> because <laughs> I was introduced to that drink, and there's something in the cachaças that literally makes me break out in hives, and I don't know what it is because that drink was so delicious. It's but, the sun, Danny. You're a ginger. You should put on sunscreen. It wasn't the alcohol, Danny. It yeah, was the fact just... that you actually went to the sunlight. <laughs> but Danny was a daywalker. So moving on. So I kind of took this a uh, similar way as Drew. I, if I'm going to, or sorry, to, to Travis, if I'm going to the beach, I'm, I, I'm not, I'm not going to the beach to DIY it. I am there if, like, there has to be a bar or place that serves beverages to me or else I, I see literally no point into going to the beach. Um, that is the only good thing about beaches. I digress about why I don't like beaches, but 
That's the only Again, good thing is the, to have a drink. We're talking about beaches or the beaches? The beaches. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm kind of a halfway between, I think, uh, Drew and Travis. Um, so if I'm, if I'm going to the beaches, um, my base point is always tequila. And because that is that is my that is my happy, happy day drink. And the drink of choice is uh, a Paloma, which is a ice drink. So I don't like blended. I don't like I don't I don't want it. I don't want a smoothie. Like I don't want I don't want that in my life. Um, but but I do like the fruit a little bit of fruit forward. So um, that's the Paloma brings forward a little bit of grapefruit juice to it. And it's just that cool, casual. You can. Because when I think of beach drinking, I think I'm going to start at 10 a.m. and I'm going to go until I fall asleep on the beach. I don't think of a one-two because if I'm right. going to do that, no, I'm going right. to go with whiskey, which is my go-to. So it's like, what is what is the thing that I can go the entire day with? And that is always tequila for me. So that or a margarita, that would be my number two. But the Paloma is just a nice, smooth, smooth sunrise and sunset throughout the entire day. Okay, okay. Rick, uh, your thoughts. So I, I, I think it's interesting, I guess, because it's, I think we all went different places in our mind when we said the beach. And I think that because to, uh, Hey, what? What? That is is not you. That's not your iPad. That's not you, Danny. That is not me. Dave, For those listening, we might have the same initials. You might. It's true. <laughs> well, for the listeners, who are you and what are you drinking? Uh, what I'm drinking is whatever's in the Yeti. And I'm not sure I'm going to disclose that quite yet. That's are right. you uh, already talking about the uh, best beach beverage? We are. We are. So I, I think you're up. I'm up. Well, then the predictable answer would be pina colada. Yep. It's the first thing that came to mind. But I think there's a better answer. Are you familiar with the frosé sorbet, which is basically rosé wine? I want to be. As a sorbet. And yeah, Andrew's like, he's on that. And so okay. it's like, it stays cold along, almost like a frozen daiquiri. I think it would last longer on the beach. Just my guess. Rosé, rosé. I like that. And that, so there's two things here. There's, it's about logistics, right? So if I'm at a resort, I'm I'm with you, Travis and Dave. I, I want the kind of frozen drink or fancy cocktail, what mm-hmm. whatever. I will order those all day long. But if I'm just like, if the five of us, you know, we're in a house off Daytona or somewhere, where I don't have the full bar service, then Drew, I like your answer, not necessarily because I know the drink, but logistically it's simple. So you and Danny, to me, your drinks are kind of the same. You have a a cocktail with where I just need ice, alcohol, and I'll, I'll say mixers, and then I'm good for the day. Also, the hydration to it, so you can drink all day. But that's kind of, I'm torn between- Gotta stay what, hydrated where i'm at and then logistically how am i getting these frozen del- delicious treats is a scenario where we just basically have drew be our bar pin- bartender all day at that house that we rented does that work 
because we're on the beach already. No, no, no. We, I don't think we, Drew. No, no. I'm, I'm, I mean, you guys buy the materials and I'm absolutely there for it. You have to wear your Drew shirt, though. So, Rick, I, I like Landshark answer as a like a the best utility beach beer. Sure. I'm okay right? to go this route. Right. But if I'm thinking like best of the best, best of the- top end scenario, it's got to be something fruity. I'd agree. Okay. Wholeheartedly. Okay. It's with ice, cold. Yep. I just which one at this point? I, I'm okay but to not- go pina colada because that's basically my answer. So well here for me, Travis, the, the big thing with the the resort drinks is they cater to people who like really sweet things majority of the time. And I don't like that. Um, I do like, and I'm going to bring this up now. So Ben could not be here tonight, but he did text in his answer for this one. And he said margaritas um, with a little bit of like a, maybe a, an extra something, something on top. Landshark. Turn that shit upside down and put it in the margarita. Yes. Like a a high end, high end tequila or grandma or something like that. Top shelf. Yeah. I, I would, posit that even though it's very cliche just a a very because it kind of covers all bases it's a it's got fruit in there it's got mixers it's pretty simple it can be pretty simple if you just get a margarita on the rocks like three ingredients it's got the tequila covered um you can get it as fancy as you like with upgrades and stuff like that or you can get it frozen and depending on where you're at you can get it stronger or less strong if you want to drink all day so I even though Ben's not here, I kind of want to put it in the ring as like a good mix of everything that we've talked about as like that meets in the middle of a, a drink that you can just have all day on the beach. And and to your point, I like that because while I love the fruity super sugar ones, I said I had six in 20 minutes. That was a lie. Right. <laughs> Shocking. Shocking. <laughs> I probably had You've six... never lied to me in your life. Eight, you're in right. 18 minutes. First. Yeah. Right. <laughs> 1856. Yeah. Whereas the margarita, like if you drink too many of those, you're not going to feel good after X amount of time with how much sugar is in them. That's not only the alcohol the movie theaters. Right. So I like the margarita answer because it is less sweet. You probably can consume more of them for longer, and it still meets the qualifications of a iced, semi-fruity beverage. It's got my vote. I'm okay with margarita. My only, because it meets the criteria, it's just, it. I don't know. They're just so available that it's, it's a, like, it's, it doesn't scream beach drink to me. However, comma, it works so well so i'm okay with it i can go margarita well it's one of those two like you can make a picture of so it meets that criteria for me too of like yes let's make a batch of this and go out to the beach and we'll drink it till it's gone go to the Um, beach beach yeah nice Nice, travis nice (laughs) yeah Yeah, i'm okay with i'm 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 placing my vote into margarita Okay. For the vote. Let's but. do it. Margarita. It is. It has been Sold. decided. 
and gets a win off camera. Not being here. <laughs> Good job, Ben. We miss you. Love you. You know who else I love? Mel Brooks. Mm. In all his movies. Best Mel Brooks character. It's got to be someone who has, you know, if they're Mel Brooks, they got to be funny, right? It's got to have some sort of, I don't know what Mel Brooks character isn't funny, but it's got to be funny. It's got to be someone with some sort of a story arc, either a redemption arc or some sort of a being one-upped in my case. Think of think of a character. Think let's just put put you in the scenario, right? Your family, your friends, they all leave to go fight in a war. And they leave you behind to rule the kingdom by yourself, basically. No help. You got nothing. So what do you do? You want to make sure that when your dad comes back, when your brother comes back from war, that you're not only your kingdom is alive, but it's thriving. So you raise the taxes just a little bit. You're not doing any real harm, right? You're just you're just you're you're making the kingdom a better place. And then some smug asshole comes back and just thinks, "Oh, I wasn't around." And I, I couldn't pay my taxes and you took my entire castle, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to make you regret it. And just like completely humiliates you in front of the entire kingdom. Like how terrible is that? The protagonist in Robin Hood, Man and Tights is clearly Prince John. He's just there minding his own business, trying to make a good impression for his father and just gets ridiculed. And I just, I feel bad for the guy. He's hilarious in the fact that he doesn't like to get bad news. So he makes people do it in a good way. He doesn't know that he is a mole, <laughs> which always cracks me up. And I have I, a mole. I have a mole. <laughs> uh, yeah. I would go Prince John best Mel Brooks character by far. Okay. I'll I'll go next, um, only because it's the same movie, and I don't feel like this is a cop out just because he's the main character, but because Carrie Elwes tickles my funny bone in everything he's Such in. An asshole. Him as Robin Hood, um, and I always think back to the scene where he's talking to Blinken about how they've taken the castle, and he's like, uh, "And what about my cat?" Uh, it ate the goldfish and or no what about my goldfish it, the cat ate it cat. and what about yeah. my cat it choked, choked on, the goldfish. on the goldfish <laughs> <laughs> to this day makes me smile so much and I just there are so many good characters in that movie I, I love Mel Brooks films but Robin Hood has always had a, a special place in my heart and Carrie Elwes as Robin Hood just makes it for me he Every scene is a quotable moment for me. So I had, I guess I'll hop out there next. Uh, There's a few characters I really liked. And um, like I toyed with Blinken for a while because Blinken just, I think, is a fantastic source comedic relief through that movie and Robin Hood Men in Tights. I like Achoo a lot. But here? <laughs> right. <laughs> um but but I think for me and then as Drew we were talking about on you know before we started recording or maybe I don't know when but Pizza the Hut hilarious concept but I I Love think baseballs. 
I have to go with Barf uh, mm-hmm. as the best character. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Barf. I think I think he's funny throughout that mm-hmm. entire movie. It's um, John Candy, man. Ho- classic. Holy crap. Yep. What a genius. I also just think to toss this hanger down out there, I think Spaceballs is a little funnier than Robin Hood Men in Tights. But Dave, Danny, thoughts? Uh- I'll, I'll pair off that because uh, Rick and I are in the same uh, universe. Also in the, in the Spaceballs universe was, was what I gravitated toward. And, and really uh, Dark Helmet. I mean, Rick Moranis just absolutely crushed that um, along with many other roles. But that movie was just, that movie was my introduction. My first like parody movie that I ever watched. And just really, <laughs> really just after being like really into Star Wars just brought that in Mel Brooks. Of course, that creative vision was just amazing. Uh, just just lo- when I was looking over some of the quotes, it was just some of the best stuff. Um, you know, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. <laughs> like, now you see that evil will always triumph because good is dumb. Like, I hate yogurt. Just, just classic. And good memories. Good memories for Spaceballs. Yogurt so was Dark my... Helmet is my choice. Yogurt was my, gone, my second. We've gone plaid. We've gone flat. <laughs> <laughs> I am your father's brother's nephew's summer's former roommate. Dave, let's hear it. Well, I don't know if this is the generational thing or because I was old enough that I saw most of those when those actually came out in theaters back when Mel Brooks actually did them. I remember Blazing Saddles and just laughing until crying with the bean scenario around the campfire just because it was the right humor at the age I was. But I did gravitate towards Young Frankenstein, or Frankenstein, if you prefer. Frankenstein. And uh, of all the characters in there, they don't have the full arc, Travis, so they probably don't qualify and meet all of the criteria that I'm only now in real-time learning. I thought it was just... That's my criteria. Yeah, don't listen listen to those. Don't let him bully you. That's what I think. uh, Well, I'm going to get outvoted anyway. I can tell by the way this is going, but that's fine. But there's just something about Marty Feldman, Feldman playing Igor mm. and being, in my view, best supporting actor. And hump? What hump? You know, it's like he had no idea. <laughs> Walk like this. He was, how I was. He was just trying to be helpful. And, of course, he looks hilarious. I'm sorry. And I, and I, and I recognize that's just a visual thing. But he just, I thought it, I thought it was a funny role. Mm. I like it for it. I that's a uh, that's a fantastic pick. I mean, I my backup was Gene Wilder as Doctor Frankenstein, so I can't, uh-uh, uh-uh. I can't say I wouldn't have gone Frankenstein for Frankenstein. I mean, I would be, I'd be willing to go Doctor Frankenstein. Like he was a visionary in that role. It was so good. Like the fact that Gene Wilder played it. And I know he played uh, in Blazing Saddles, and I think he was in one other one, but just he brought so much to that character that. Oh, and him is the Waco, yeah, the Waco kid, and yeah, uh, Blazing Saddles. I mean, he really him and I listen. I will not be upset cool with that if we go Frankenstein. Is everyone is worthy, everyone good with that? Call out. Good. Did you guys have a favorite favorite character that Mel Brooks himself Ooh. played in any of those movies? I thoroughly liked yogurt because he was all about the merchandising. <laughs> the merchandising that will always forever live in my head, rent free, and obviously I'm partial to the uh, the rabbi. Mm. But 
and getting fish naked. But I'd probably go yogurt of the ones that I remember. Yeah, and I because he always kind of did that like um, thing that a lot of writer like writer producers do, where he always did just like cameo, like little tiny cameos, right? But yeah, a little bit more than you know most of them. But yeah, wasn't he? He played Moses in History yeah. of the World Part One, Two. I believe so. I believe, and I thought that was a really good role for him. But yeah, I think probably uh, the, the rabbi. rabbi for me if I had if I had to pick one. All right, fair enough. Cool. We should probably. He's so good. We should just build a monument to Mel Brooks. Like a like a national monument. National monument. Because he's a national treasure. He is a national. Hey. 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 Very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Shit! I broke another string. Don't worry. Call Ray over at Rocket Guitar Repair. Rocket Guitar Repair. Rocket Guitar Repair. With over fifty years playing, building, and repairing guitars. Rocket Guitar Repair can get your guitar repaired rocket quick. Call Rocket Guitar Repair at 678-400-3062 or visit rocketguitarrepair.com. Guys, we are we 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 are tasked with we? we are tasked with coming up with the next 3 national monuments. Dave had to step away. He wants to build Monuments to the space explorers, teachers, and the public service workers. People like trash haulers and the people who remove roadkill. All three very honorable positions and probably deserve a statue. And let's just keep those in the back of our mind as we come up with our three national monuments. Who has thoughts? Who wants to make something into a monument? Go! Uh, I'll jump out. Sure. So... I thought about like what America is in today's age. And I took a little bit from our last episode that we published before we recorded this one, which is not going to come out sequentially, but it doesn't matter. I want to make, I want to go to Avondale Estates, Georgia and make the Waffle House Museum a national monument. The first Waffle House ever needs to be a national monument. It needs to be preserved forever so that's one two i don't know why this popped into my head when i was thinking of america it's a little boring it's a little uh probably because i was listening to or i just saw uh the new mario movie and i was thinking of jack black and that made me think of rock and roll give me the rock and roll hall of fame national monument right yeah weird for me but like i just i think that represents the United States and we, we are rock and roll. The last one, I needed something big, something the size of like a Boeing 747, something massive, right? I want to take us to Montgomery County and christen the Wheaton Station escalator, the longest escalator in the world. It might be in the Western Hemisphere, but I'm going to say the world and make that escalator into a national monument. And those are my three. I I, I like those. Those are nice. all right. I don't want your pity. I I, I don't <laughs> want to go next. I actually want Rick to go before me. But Travis, I would 
maybe take your rock and roll hall of fame and i i just recently yesterday was reminded of the clip of jack black on one of the tonight shows um where he plays the saxaboom yes have you seen that clip yes more rare than a strata stradivarius whatever he's <laughs> one two three four let's go motherfuckers <laughs> to this day i think the jack bug is a hilarious actor comedian and performer in his own right and i think that he deserves a monument to him i'm okay with that just as that kind of encompasses all of that like the ability to perform in many different let's uh, let's put let's make a jack black national monument on top of the rock and roll hall of fame yes playing the sax boom yes the sax boom that's my official answer who wants to go next so i had some thoughts and i was trying to decide if we're adding national monuments what 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 needs to be symbolized? What is the symbolism here? And so for one, uh, Travis, I like your Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and I, I did a similar one, and I don't want to call it the National Football Hall of Fame, but I, I think like football needs to have it uh, a, yeah. a monument of of some sort, whether that's you know, you know, your Mount Rushmore of I don't you know, I don't I don't want to get into that, but somehow football needs a monument to show whether it's, you know, like, you know, the first stadium or the first few, you know, whatever you want to use football needs a monument because like you, I mean, people call it, you call it American football. Like, you know, there's a conversation where like, we're the only country in the world that calls it that, you know, whatever it has to be one because it's, if you think America, you think football. But so Uh, how would, I guess, how would you, represent football in the in the monument because I, I i like like if i'm I, if i'm being honest in life like i i would just make it a big like a big football like i don't okay I, like i get out of footballs sure or you know a con you know whatever like because at first i was going to say like like either something along the lines of the way the not the college football playoff trophy but the old coaches trophy yeah uh, the crystal the bcs one that was that would be dope and honestly, even the Lombardi Trophy, like if you just make that like a the statue a Statue of Liberty sized version, like that, you know, something like that. So that's that's one uh, for me. My my second one, uh, I think we need a ultra deluxe bacon cheeseburger, deep fried, covered in ranch, because who doesn't love a nasty fast food type thing? in this country because i do i drool over it before i go to bed at night so you know just a big obviously not a real cheeseburger just some sort of statue kind of thing and like then the hamburglar yeah right just not <laughs> and then i lost my third one because i didn't write these down so i'm gonna let someone else go and then when i remember my third one i'll jump in there get it i'm gonna seed my third pick to rick uh, for the burger, because there's nothing that's more American to me than just greasy cheese covered, bacon covered, brioche bun, sauces out the wazoo. Yeah, man. Burger. Can you that... define a wazoo? No. Um, 
<laughs> no follow-up questions at this time. <laughs> no, I was not. I was not prepared for follow-up questions uh, on this one. That ex- exudes Americanism and what we've accomplished in that area. Just, just and I had a, a burger today with those outstanding. Yes. Um, so I absolutely love burgers. I'm always on the the uh, hunt for like the next great burger. My first one. It's kind of a shout out to uh, national parks. And one of my absolute favorite parks I've ever been to is uh, Rocky Mountain National Park. There's just like amazing mountains. You get the Rockies, you get the trees and everything. But scattered throughout the park, I want a monument built of a life-sized kind of bronzed Bob Ross with him painting and an e- like an easel that's open no canvas or anything just a frame and you get to look through it and see the different mountains and everything behind it yep so it looks like a picture that bob ross has painted and you can take pictures and you know do all the the fun archy things but just a national treasure to me uh bob ross and then secondly for me do you guys remember the jaws ride at universal yes yeah. yeah so i want to create an international this is a a worldwide installation of a life-size so 400 foot godzilla <laughs> okay. that every once in a while changes locations to one of the cities yes. that godzilla has attacked and so like it'll come up in tokyo bay or it'll come up in san francisco or New York, um, or any of the 30,000 different cities that Godzilla has attacked. Um, And they don't know it's coming, and you clear it with the government or whatever, but every every once in a while, it just starts to like poke its head out of the water and then starts coming up, and it's a life-size Godzilla that starts dripping water down it. And I think that's the best thing we can give to the world is to just scare the citizens and the residents of those cities into just absolute terror that Godzilla is attacking them. Well, first of all, who's controlling this Godzilla monument? I mean, it wouldn't have any actual weapons. It would just... No, no, no. I meant like, how how is it? Who's controlling where it's going to go? Oh, it's just... uh, it, It changes randomly based on how many times that Godzilla showed up in that movie or how popular the act the but it's changed who's the one changing it it's a computer-based algorithm and yeah, uh, that's, chat, all, that's uh, we, what I didn't that's what I needed to know we leave it up to chat GPT that's fair there you go uh, Daniel J. Wasby monuments national go so my I actually did two, and my two things I put into the best food that needs to be immortalized and protected by our national governments and the best animal that needs to be protected and nationalized by our government. Um, Food, similar to kind of what Drew and Rick were going after, but a little more specific. It is the combo, because I never want to see it die. It is the, the combo of Taco Bell and KFC restaurants. Okay. I, need, I want that okay. immortalized so that it can never go away because I, I feel, you know, things come and go, businesses come and go, but mm-hmm. I need that protected by the government because where else can you walk into a space and get a steak quesadilla and a um, and a drumstick at the same time? Two-hand operation. And it's the would greatest you, be, would you be willing to change it to no, the, that. Uh, Taco Bell Pizza Hut combo? No. 
Okay. No, that, okay. that, that, that is trash. That's literally trash. Ooh. Ooh. We have opinions. Because <laughs> you could take you could take your cheesy gordita crunch and put it inside of a pizza. Oh, but then you get rid of the macaroni. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Why am I just now hearing that idea? <laughs> I would I'm rather I would rather pair I would rather pair a bean burrito and a side of um, mashed potatoes than that combination. So it seems redundant. Wait, I'm I'm sorry. I was on board when you said the drumstick, but then you said you want to pair a side. <laughs> and now you're losing me. It's the, think about the gravy. You dip the burrito into the mashed potatoes with gravy. But I can have gravy without the mashed potatoes, so I'm going to need some clarification. Do I need it for the mashed potatoes or for the gravy? Because the gravy just sounds like a sauce. You want the gravy for the burrito, but you can't get the gravy if the Taco Bell and the KFC are not connected. No, that part I get, but we brought in mashed potatoes, so I was lost. It's just you a textural can, thing. You can get just gravy. Did you know that? I, like you yeah, can but order is it, gravy. But is it, cut, is it cut with Mrs. Winter's gravy? <laughs> <laughs> with with Boston Market, Boston Market—that's what it was. <laughs> Great reference. Sorry, Danny. Go ahead. Oh, you're good. So that—that's my food, and then my the shrine to which and national mon- monument to which I want to put for my favorite animal is the um is the great puffin. It is the it is the majest most majestic creature there is in the world. I want it a giant puffin. Uh, national monument on Puffin Island in Iceland, and I just want all to beckon upon the for the annual Puffin Parade. These are my thoughts. Okay, so we have to recap. We have Day's monument to uh, space explorers, teachers, and uh, public service workers. That would be one each. We have my. I'm gonna say. Jack Black Rock, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Waffle House, and the Wheaton Station Escalator. We have some sort of football monument, whatever shape that might be. We have the Ultra Deluxe Fried Bacon Cheeseburger Covered in Ranch. We have a Bob Ross monument in the Rocky Mountain State Park. We have a Godzilla monument that is... Controlled by an algorithm, which now that I'm thinking about it, if this has any sort of mechanical nature at all, it just it, moves, Travis. Don't think too much about I, it. It's it's it, Sky, you're thinking it's too Sky much Net, about it. It's Mecha Godzilla waiting to happen. I'm just saying it, it it's not sentient. There's nothing. It's just <laughs> not now. A statue. Of it Godzilla. isn't now. But if it's it, you know what, Travis. It, Fully not voting for it, but now I want the Godzilla <laughs> monument. I'm not. I'm not against how it. How much it changes. Travis, I'm not life. saying I'm setting up Godzilla to happen in real life, but I'm setting yes, up are. Godzilla to happen in real life. <laughs> yes, Shut you up. Are. I'm getting. <laughs> Shut up, Travis. Exposing you. We've got Taco Bell, KFC, and we've got muffins. Pick three. Go. I feel like burgers and Taco Bell, KFC are in the same vein, and I feel like my choice is better, so I vote for myself. KFC. I disagree i would i would if we're if we're picking one of those two to be in there i would go the burger because it, it's everything it's it, rick said it was a ultra it's deluxe. literally not everything it's literally one thing no, he <laughs> said ultra you get literally fried, two things times a, a lot fried bacon <laughs> yeah, cheeseburger covered in ranch that's like everything well, but i just i think i want to point out the flaw in danny's argument here because we're not talking about preserving that combo because a national monument is not like you're not going to go there and 
get those items. Like essentially you're just going to go see a replica of said establishment. And so what you want is not necessarily, you want like a protected park kind of thing versus a monument. Like that combo in and of itself is not worth memorializing while wonderful. Like you, that's not the crown fast food combo achievement. So that's why, and I'm not necessarily saying that like my item is the best item. However, it, it does reference the combos slash the desire of the, a large majority of people where it's like, I just want the most disgusting, greasy substance combo right. I can. No, but you're right. What, what I am, what I am looking for is like historical preservation. That, that is what I want out of, out of this. Which I fully support. <laughs> and, I, and I just think that the burger the Americanized burger is the epitome. There are so many other variations and good um, chains, restaurants, items on a menu that you can get that encompass that. But that that burger is the one that you just are like, I'm either I'm hungover or I just want to feel fat for the day or right. I'm so hungry that I need this in my body right now. Those are the types of meals that I think that we, we could cover a lot of bases with that. I would say my next top two would be Jack Black and Godzilla. I'm okay with Jack Black. Godzilla seems odd. Which is, is why I think it's a good pick. I mean, I mean, that's fair. I'm okay with that. I'm just... That's just where I'm starting. I didn't say so Rick, no. I just said wait, it was odd. Okay, let me let me throw my my last little case for this. <clears throat> okay. Imagine you go to San Francisco for your first time. Okay. You're visiting the city. You're you know doing the whole thing. You're getting some clam chowder down on the pier, and you're looking at the Golden Gate Bridge, and you're you're looking at the prison, and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, with no warning, this. Godzilla figure just starts to peek out and come up and it's 400 feet which I think is kind of the max of what he was and you could go anywhere in the world and be in a bay area and even I discovered uh, with my research uh, Phoenix Arizona for some reason Godzilla was there um, in one of his movies that doesn't make any sense yeah I know it doesn't but you're visiting the city and all of a sudden there's an event where a Godzilla statue just kind of comes up out of the water. I, I think that would be a very you special, just random out of the blue. And everybody knows God. It, everybody knows Godzilla. Like it's one of those. After things my just part 30 of seconds of research, I'm on board. I didn't realize Godzilla attacked. Yeah. So of, Found a website. Every city. There's like 40, 45 cities. New yeah. York is number two on the list. I didn't yep. know that. I'll, I'll be honest. I was unaware. Godzilla that was 2000, the 2013. 2000, movie. Wasn't it 2000? Yeah, but I didn't realize that we were number two on the list. Like, I get it. He visited, but I didn't realize that New York was number two. There was a whole the, cartoon where I think he was only in the United States. Which is... Well, I mean, okay, but New York specifically. Drew, I did also just see your Phoenix reference. Yeah. San Francisco also Crazy. attacked Hawaii. All right. I 
I support the Godzilla algorithm Skynet future <laughs> attack monster. <laughs> oh, God, I love it. I love it. That's the only one I want. Um, <laughs> I'm on board. All right. So is that is that our list? Is that are those the three? Wait, what was three? The, oh, the, Jack Black. That's right. Jack Black. Slash rock and roll or just specifically Jack Black? Uh, I would put him. It, it's the monument is for Jack Black. It's, it's OK. All right. It's a statue of Jack Black on top you. of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm cool with that. Playing the the this this the the right the greatest song in the world. Yeah. Well, no, the Saxa Boom. Yes, yeah, tribute. I get it. Yeah. Drew, you good with those three? That's, yeah, uh, absolutely. That's yeah, I'm alright with that. Sure. Danny, Danny. Yeah, agreed. That's yes. Tell me all three of those that we just picked. Burger. Yeah. <laughs> Burger. Yeah. J- Jack Black, but not Godzilla. Ooh, so close. Ah, fuck. I've. There's there's a lot of sake right now. If you change the Jack Black and Godzilla, you'd be correct. But oh, I thought I I thought y'all were still talking. Which that actually could be a fun monument in itself is just Jack Black versus Godzilla. I'd watch that that movie. One Jack Black playing. I'd watch that movie. (laughs) (laughs) So our final three. The ultra deluxe fried bacon cheeseburger covered in ranch, Jack Black standing on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and an AI powered Godzilla Skynet machine that's going to take over the world. Those right. are some unique national monuments, and I'm here for it. All right, guys, it is time for last call. We got 10 classic would you rather questions. We're going to go rapid fire. Dave, Dave, you're going first. Got it? I'm going to ask you a question. I'll try. Off the top of your head. We're going to go Dave, Danny, Rick, and Drew. Sound good? Are we ready? Are we ready? All right. Dave, would you rather have fingers that are shaped like sausages or a nose that squeaks every time you touch it? Finger sausages. Danny. Nose that squeaks. Rick. Yeah, nose that squeaks. Drew. You mean nose that squeaks. I like it. Dave, would you rather have to wear a clown nose every time you leave the house or have to wear clown shoes that are three sizes too big? Nose. Danny. Shoes. Rick. Nose. Drew. I'll go nose on this one. Okay. Okay. Dave, would you rather have hair that glows in the dark or hair that changes color based on your mood. Glow in the dark, much safer. Don't want to give away my mood. Yep, Danny. Yeah, glow in the dark, that'd be fun. Rick. Give me the hair that changes based off my mood because my facial expressions give me away anyways, so what's Rick. the hair's not gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Drew? I'm gonna go hair just because I don't know if they'd be able to figure it out. You're gonna go hair? <laughs> right. Your answer is hair. <laughs> The changing hair color? What, well, one was glow-in-the-dark hair, and one was hair that changes based on your mood. Or so uh, hair that changes color. Sorry. Okay. That's why he said hair. No one would be able to figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Guys. Like, we were all we're there. My, you're right. the, at My some bad. point, it would be glow-in-the-dark if I chose the, the, the other one. Ooh. Right. I, I'm Ooh. the asshole. 
Um, Dave, would you rather have the ability to talk to animals, but they all have annoying high-pitched voices, or have the ability to talk to plants, but they all speak in Shakespearean English? Oh, I don't understand Shakespeare, so I got to go with the first choice. Okay, okay. Danny. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to Shakespearean plants. That sounds crazy. <laughs> uh, Rick, give me the high-pitched animals. Drew. Neither of these seem like punishments. Can I have both? No. <laughs> uh, give me Shakespearean plants. <laughs> Dave, would you rather have to sneeze every time you say the word the or have to hiccup every time you say the word and? Sneeze. I hate hiccups. Danny. Danny. And. Uh, hiccup. Gotcha. Rick. Yeah, give me hiccup. Drew. Knees. I'm with Dave. Hiccups. No, no. Got it. Got it. Got it. Dave, would you rather have to wear a tutu to work every day or have to wear a Viking helmet to bed every night? I can make the Viking helmet work. Yep. Yep. Danny? Viking helmet. Rick? Yeah, give me the tutu. Tutu. Drew? Yeah, I can make a tutu work for me, so I'm glad that... Dave, would you rather be able to fly, but only for 10 seconds at a time, or be able to breathe underwater, but only for 10 seconds at a time? Fly, time, fly 10 seconds. Repeatedly. Big hops. Yeah, fly. I can I can hold my breath for 10 seconds. I don't... <laughs> yeah, I know. These were AI generated. I didn't come up with them. Yeah, that's fair. The loophole. Uh, you can yeah, make it fly. five minutes. That might... Five, <laughs> Let's go. Everyone's gonna go fly, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fly yeah, for fly. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> basically, you're guaranteed to dunk. That's about it. <laughs> I have no idea how bad I need that in my life. I know. I get it. That's a great. That's a great skill. <laughs> Dave, would you rather have a pet dragon that constantly burns your food, or a pet unicorn that constantly leaves glitter all over your house? I'm OCD. I gotta go with the uh, dragon. Danny. I would do dragon as well, because that's cool. Rick. No, don't touch my food. Give me the unicorn and glitter. Fair enough, Drew. Dragon. Glitter is the herpes of the craft world. Uh, You can never get rid of it once it's there. (laughs) True. Dave, would you rather have a third eye in the center of your forehead or a second mouth in the back of your head? Uh, Third eye. To be covered from tired eye. Danny. Third eye. Sure. Third eye. I don't know. They're both pretty useless. <laughs> I'm going mouth then. At least it's got some versatility. Uh last one, Dave. Would you rather have a permanent clown face paint on you or permanent cat whiskers on your face? Like actual cat whiskers. That don't work. They're just out there. Cat whiskers, I could tie it into a beard somehow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I too would go cat whiskers. Rick? Yes, give me the clown face paint. <laughs> Drew? Cat whiskers. That's all that is. All right. That was last just, call. Just my face at that point. That was, uh, that was a weird one, but I liked it. <laughs> it tickled my fancy for sure. Yep, it usually does. Um, let's find one that was a little silly. Let's talk about the pets and the uh, the plants. Dave, you said you wanted to go animals because you don't know Shakespeare in English, but I feel like you could probably 
You could probably figure that out a little bit. Oh, no. No? no I've tried to take me to Shakespeare many, many times. There's only one of them that I kind of get, which is the one that's more humorous and not so serious and not everybody dies. And the rest of it, I just don't. I just I don't have those brain cells. I can't do it. Danny, you went plants, though. You want the Shakespeare in English. You know, I just want to better myself every day. And I feel like that's the that was the better <laughs> option. You nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then Rick, you went animals with high pitched voice, and Drew, you went Shakespearean English plants. Of the two, I know you wanted both, but I at some point I, if I have if pla I hear plants like it, there's never ending of voices. Like right. anytime the anytime the wind blows, there's a I I don't even want to like make up a voice, but just like there's constant noise. Whereas I could potentially find a place where there may not be many animals and I can eventually not hear things talking nonsense to me. And anytime There's I mow the lawn, everywhere. I don't want people to yell at me. The, so the animals, the only reason I didn't pick them is because I, I remember like happy tree friends and it takes me to a dark place. Assuming they're going to murder Whereas you. the plants, I'm just like, if I'm walking by and I'm like, what's that plant? And he's like, oh, Doth and Barely. How art thee this fine morn? I would absolutely love I just, that. I just, I, and I know this could happen with, with animals too, but like, I don't know if I'd ever be able to walk on grass again. Right? Ah, ow, stop, ow! Every time I step on anything. Every time. Yeah, but, every time. But they'd be screaming in Shakespearean. So <laughs> Which be would be funny least... for like, Eloquent. Yeah, if you get out the lawnmower and the edger, what happens? I mean, that is just. I think screaming, screaming, and Shakespearean is still yeah, screaming. It's the same. I I would have <laughs> to do animals. <laughs> and yeah, I'm gonna step on a couple ants every now and again, but that's fine. Danny, you were the only one that went clown shoes over the clown nose. I just I've been like finally getting into the shoe game and i bought myself these some nice shoes so i'm just kind of about shoes right now whose shoes are these the <laughs> these are brand new you got yeah. the blinky ones when you step on them they light up they make hey. you run faster it's proven science yeah i i appreciate i think it, they are clown shoes that are three it's not any shoes that are three sizes too many. it's specifically clown shoes so you you couldn't wear nice shoes you know with a with a suit or anything like that you would or or nice in style shoes yeah, i don't i don't walk around much in my life so really <laughs> i'm just sitting with clown shoes versus having a clown nose so it's kind of but in, if I'm mitigating risk and impact to my life shoes are the way to go <laughs> i don't i feel like you're gonna increase no. risk because you're gonna trip on yourself yeah well, like, but i'm not walking much yeah, yeah, well, but you'll you go from not walking much to not walking never because when you have to go to the airport, oversized shoes is awful. Just awful. Yeah. It is only three sizes too big, so they're not like comedically large, but they're still large enough to wear, which is probably why you'd probably trip more. So, yeah. uh, um, right. Well, so that was it. That's our uh, that's our show, Dave. Wonderful little surprise. Thoroughly enjoyed having you on. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm sure you'll find a way to edit me out one way or the other. Maybe the chat GPT can do that, just like it can erase things in the background from uh, 
Adobe Paint or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm sure it'll figure it out one of these days. No, you're you're in now. You're just in it. You 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 wish, but you're in it. <laughs> your your voice will be immortalized forever now in the annals of history. <laughs> it's great seeing you guys, and um, enjoy the rest of your evening. You as well. You too. See you later, Dave. Take care, Bye. guys. Bye. See ya. Uh, well, uh, that was last call. I think we're finally getting kicked out of the bar. Uh, yeah, we just got to go drink at home by ourselves. And it's, that doesn't sound fun. Don't do that. Or do it. Don't care. I will be doing it. Yeah, well, I'll be doing it too. Uh, follow us on the Twitter. Follow us on the Instagrams. Follow us on uh, wherever you get your podcasts. Tell people about our podcast or don't. Danny's own father just learned about the podcast last week, and we've been airing for at least a year now. So do it or don't. It's fine. <laughs> One it's step fine. from my parents finding out about it. That'll be yep. Fun. It'll happen. It'll happen. Maybe. Uh, but just remember, from in your little brain, Madula Abungata area, uh, this is our podcast. And you're just along for the ride.